Hey, I'm Jackson Lansing. And I'm Colin Kelly. And you are listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Happy holidays, Cap fans. It is episode 168 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, jolly old Rick Verbanis. And as always, I am joined by the best gosh darn elf out there. That is one Mr. Bob Lucius. Oh, Bob. Mama just killed a man. Put a gun against his head. Pulled my trigger. Now he's dead. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. <laughs> Galileo! 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 <laughs> Galileo uh, Figaro, magnifico! Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yes. yes. Hi, Bob. Hey, how are you? Good, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Did you like my my hello to you? I loved it. Who who wouldn't like a little queen? You want to rephrase that, Bob? <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with it. I'm okay. Stick with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you like uh, Did you like the what I picked out specifically for this episode? I, I do. I do. I thought it was very apropos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are covering today. A brand new, hot off the presses, just a few weeks ago, Thunderbolts number one by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, and uh, wow, what a what a really blockbuster first issue, um, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the 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 lines from the song that I picked out, uh, put a gun against his head, pull my trigger, and now he's dead. Uh, certainly will come, come uh, more, make more sense. It's patient. Uh, let's say that. Sure, let's say that. Yeah. And then, of course, thunderbolt and lightning, right? Absolutely. It's the thunderbolts, justice like lightning. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, looking forward to covering this today with you. Uh, how 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 have the holidays been to you, Bob? So far, it's been wonderful, Rick. But I have holidays for me last all the way to Valentine's Day. So I hate to say that uh, they're over. They're not over. They're not over until my wife says they're over. So, <laughs> uh, all right. You want to explain while uh, th those six weeks leading up to Valentine's Day are also just, the holidays? Just very important. There's an anticipation of a lot of planning and consideration and questioning uh about what my significant other would would like i gotta say my wife god bless her i love her um you know you almost sounded like clark griswold <laughs> christmas vacation oh uh my wife god rest her soul <laughs> oh i'm so sorry oh no 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 she's not no, she's fine she's fine <laughs> no, you know casey uh, my wife casey uh who i've been married to now for many years um, I lost count. No, it's 19, 19 years. We've been together, I guess, 23 years. Um, she always told me right up front, she's like, you will never, ever, ever have to worry about missing our anniversary or my <laughs> birthday or wondering what it is I might like, because I will remind you of our anniversary and birthday and other significant holidays. And I mm -hmm. will tell you very clearly 
give you suggestions about what I, and, and, and not necessarily gifts or that sort of stuff, but mm -hmm. she's just, she's very upfront about like, you know, there's no mystery there about like, oh, uh, gosh, would she like that? I well, you know, know, I think it was episode uh, where we celebrated our two year anniversary, Bob. Mm -hmm. uh, so a year ago. And uh, you said there are two kinds of people, Rick. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't, but that sounds like me. I... There are two kinds of people, Rick. Those yeah. who don't tell you mm -hmm. what what they want as a present and those yeah. who do. Yeah. We are in a family of those who do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I you know, I always she she always asked me, you know, she's very clear. Bless her soul. She always asked me, what do you <laughs> want? And I always say unambiguously, cash. <laughs> 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 or checks made out to cash. Yeah, checks made out to cash. Either one's fine. Or you know, even like a even like a, a prepaid credit card. Any of those are fine. Uh -huh. Um, so you know, there's no there's no ambiguity there as well. So you know, we're we're well made for each other. Apparently, regard. but yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know, Valentine's Day. You know, it's a, it's it's a bit we we love in, uh, celebrating. Valentine's. Not that we go out and big fancy meal or anything uh -huh. like that. But it's just it's a nice holiday. It's a fun holiday to have. You know, it's just like you, Bob, to really just take away from the current holidays that we're celebrating to go <laughs> talk about one that's six weeks away. Uh, you're not going to pull me into it, Bob. I'm not going to ask you about Valentine's it? Day. No, no, I'm not falling for it. So you don't you so you you, you don't want to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Day or President's Day either. No, I didn't say that. Uh, OK. Yeah. Those are very important holidays. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. Um, yeah, so I've been enjoying my time off. Um, mm -hmm. it has been, what have you been doing? Oh, that time I have been, um, partly, partly relaxing, but mm -hmm. also just getting stuff done. Mm. You know, it's like, I have this time off at the end of the year and I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate with the, with the company I work for, with what they do, you know, time off at the end of the year. And so, um, I, I always like, you know, like I'll get to it then. I'll get to it then. Yeah. Uh, and I'm getting to it. So I've been getting stuff like I mailed out all those coins, challenge yeah. coins, right? I got yeah. those out. Uh, mm -hmm. Cause it, it takes a while. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't just like stick it in the mail. Like I, I like to write a personalized note, and, yeah. you know, and handwrite everything and, you know, and all that, take it to the post office. So uh, you know, I was, I was able to get that done. I edited. Uh, I'm 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 a couple weeks ahead in editing, right? Mm -hmm. So that yeah. takes a little bit of pressure off. Uh, if there's ever a weekend that comes up and I got other plans, uh, you know, fun stuff like that, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, did you go? You went to like a a movie showing recently, didn't you? Oh, I did. Uh, it was uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. We did a, you know, just to to get the everybody, the family into the spirit, right? So uh -huh. if it was on um, Friday, December 15th, where I live in New Jersey, there was a um, a theater that, and this is like a like a performance theater, not like a mm -hmm. movie theater, right? Yeah. And they, they did Christmas Vacation and they, um, you know, played the 1989 movie. Yeah. Now, my kids love that movie. Every yeah. year we watch it as a family um, and Megan likes it, but it makes her squirm a little bit, you know, it's just, it's a little uneasy. So the um, squirrel? She doesn't like the squirrel? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Squirrel! <laughs> and anyway, so we love the movie. So um, 
and we went and saw the movie and then it was followed by a, an, an hour long live Q and a with Chevy chase. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, and he's like 80 now. And, yeah. um, anyway, he, uh, it was, it was, it was a, a, a unique experience. And it was also kind of cool because we're in the theater and you get some people yelling out the lines and, yeah, uh, you know, that's always fun. Um, did he respond to anyone asked him a question? Like, about, if, was there any woman that asked him a question and did he respond? Jane, you ignorant. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, that yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He, did, he did answer some questions about Saturday Night Live. Did he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, all the different movies. It wasn't strictly focused on Christmas Vacation, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. That got us into the the holiday spirit. That's, that's and awesome. then my my son, um, he is performing in Polar Express. Like he's mm -hmm. actually on a train, and he's um, with a couple other people, and he has you know a, a role where he's you know talking with the audience and going around and yeah. Kind of yeah, and he does the hot chocolate. Scene. I love he's that. Got the little tray with hot chocolate, and he's yeah. dancing around with the hot chocolate tray. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 super cool. And uh, anyway, uh, Meg and I saw it, uh, I guess, back in November, and then um, it is tonight because uh, this this is December twenty seventh when this comes out. Uh, Meg and I are going back, and we're taking uh, my daughter Selena. And so the three of us are going to to go uh, see that show tonight. So can't wow. wait to do that. Um, yeah. You know, it was a good way to kind of, we kicked off the holiday spirit by doing, doing that. And, and we're going to kind of end it that way. Yeah. So if this is, if this is December 27th, Rick, do I look older? Cause my birthday was yesterday. Oh, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You got some, <laughs> uh, the lighting. I, I was, is it, <laughs> is it, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I forgot to say that, Bob. You, no, I'm just messing with you, man. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, Bob. Yeah. Uh, you know, 54. Am I allowed to say that? Sure, you can say 54. Feel free to say 54. Scream <laughs> it from the rooftops. Because it's not right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, yeah, if only. Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, seriously, how old are you? 56 now. Is it 56? 56. Oh, okay. On the downside of 50s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You don't look a day over 55. Dang, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Coming from I mean, you. technically, you are a day over 55. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, goodness. yeah. So it, it, uh, it's funny. I've always thought of now, well, I don't know. When you think of a, you know, with clocks and calendars and things like that, right? Yeah. Seasons, right? Mm -hmm. I think of seasons like a clock. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I see like, all right, uh, winter is December, January, February. Yeah. Spring is March, April, May, right? And I and I visualize it on a clock, right? Yeah. And I uh I also take this kind of thing into when we talk about being in our twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, whatever it is, yeah. That early mid late yeah right so 50 you're 50 it's just yeah. you're 50 right early 50s is 51 52 53 yeah mid 50s is 54 55 56 mm -hmm. late is 57 58 59 yeah and i had said this uh to megan yeah. and uh and then she had said it to her mom yeah and megan at this point was i think 
47, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so technically she was in her late 40s and her mom was like, no, no, you're still in your mid 40s. Late 40s is like 49. <laughs> it's a very narrow yeah, narrow. yeah. like early 40s is is 40 to 46 <laughs> yeah right mid 47 and 48 and late is 49 i mean i'll yeah 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 i'll buy that but but based on my definition bob you're still yeah. in your mid-50s yeah okay yeah all right right that's awesome that's good to know yeah I'm also, it's also good to, we have a different idea of seasons. You know, since I moved to Florida, it's, it's, everything is cockeyed, right? Because <laughs> well, it's all uh, one season. Yeah. It's all like one. Well, we're in like, it's been like in the sixties and fifties here for like a few days. And so oh, wow. how did you survive? We got our flannels on. My wife turned the heat on in the house yesterday. I walked into the office this morning and the staff had put the heater on in the triple wide trailer. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's amusing. Right. But we get Mm -hmm. about, we get about a month of this every year and then it, it starts to get hot again and Mm -hmm. and it sort of gets super hot in the summer, but it's one long, like 11 month long summer. And then you get like a one month fall Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the seasons down here. So it really does. It does mess you up when you start to think about like, is it spring? when are where are we you know sort of Mm -hmm. thing yeah so i'm applying that to my life so i'm in the spring of my 50s until (laughs) 59 and then i'll be in then in the Uh fall falling towards 60 falling forward yes yeah always yeah uh you know i'm sorry i'm going back to my my opening to you and uh you know i i pulled up the lyrics to bohemian rhapsody and there's that part where uh scaramouche scaramouche will you do the fandango mm-hmm. i actually was like what the heck is a scare scaramouche do you know yeah. what a scaramouche is i i, I don't know i all i know is that that there was that trump advisor scaramucci uh, a, a scaramouche yeah. is a cowardly buffoon huh a rascal or scamp yeah so there you go well there you have it you know, Bob, uh, I they think a lot of weird words in that, in that, uh, I think yeah. in the Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, after, after we, we close the show, mm-hmm. you should pull up the lyrics and we should do it together. <laughs> I'm not singing at, uh, at 10 30 at night in my house. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm on you now, buddy. So, uh, Bob, you know, one of the things we did not do last episode in the the three year anniversary, we didn't pick a winner for uh, the some comics from my Cap comic collection. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so I I uh, I went ahead and I put some names, you know, if everybody called in and email and all that. I put them in a hat. I drew a name. You want to know who the name is? Yeah. Michael C. Johnson. Michael, congratulations, man. You are a winner. All right. We knew that all along, but I mean, yeah. it's nice to have it like validated. Yeah. And what did he win? You ask. Uh, I have here in, in front of me, Bob, four Captain America comics. Oh, my goodness. Those are some yeah. awesome ones. Right. Right. Yeah. This is uh, Captain America. 286, 287, 288, 289. It is the four-part Deathlock Lives. And Bob, um, 
So congratulations, Michael. I will get those out in the mail to you. Um, this this is actually a very important story to me because 286 was the first Captain America comic that I remember buying with my own money. And it was the summer of 83. And, you know, that, that cover of Deathlock holding up the, the the laser pistol, you know, with the scope on on Captain America, it just drew you in. I mean, beautiful art by, by, by Mike Zeck and, and John Beatty. And, uh, so fantastic. And then, you know, also in the Facebook group, it was recently, uh, somebody was posting some, some stuff about the, the Falcon miniseries. And, and I was like, Oh, I remember this one particular issue in, in page in, in the Falcon miniseries where Cap, takes his shield and he just throws it and ricochets and knocks out like three bad guys at one time. And so I actually went in and I found it and uh, I posted it in the Facebook group. Um, and it was, uh, it was just so cool because you also, I forgot about this in the panel right above it, you see cap jumping around, you know, and in, in that, in that style art, art style where it's shaded lightly. And then like the, the last one is like the fully colored one. Yeah. Right. And he's, dodging bullets and you know acrobats and all that and i was like wow and, and it was right around that time in, in 1983 this you know that i realized like cap's badass and i i am totally a cap fan yeah. you know and i think the falcon miniseries helped help solidify that for me huh. with, with with that one particular page interesting and you know what else is interesting is that that was 1983 this is 2023 40 years ago. Oh, wow. Four is it, yeah, you you think you feel old, right? I wish, you hadn't, I wish you hadn't done the math there. Yeah. 40 years I have been collecting Captain America comics monthly. Yeah. Every single month for 40 years. Wow. Do I get a prize or something? You should get a no prize at least, right? No, yeah, well, it's typically what I get. <laughs> yeah, I'll get one of those in the mail to you right away. Oh, I appreciate that. You got it. You got it, my man. All right, Bob, should Woo! we get to today's comic? Let's do it. All right. Thunderbolts number one. Uh, first, you know, I'm going to get to the solicitation. Would you All like right. to hear that? Yeah, would do. Would do. Would do. Yeah. Would do? I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I would doodly do. Yes. A revolution is coming. Bucky Barnes, the new revolution, just inherited a mountain of covert intel, and he has one objective, justice like lightning. He's going after the establishment that people no one else is willing or able to take down, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. Teaming with the mysterious Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, Bucky assembles a team of black ops heavy hitters to pursue high-profile targets like the Red Skull, Kingpin, and even Dr. Doom himself. No one is safe from the Thunderbolts. Wow. That sounds exciting, Rick. That's a story I want to read. Yeah. And the hitters. As I had mentioned before, the the writers are Jackson Landing and Colin Kelly. Uh, it's being penciled by Geraldo Borges, inked by Geraldo Borges, colorist Arthur Hesley, letterer Joe Sabino, and the editor Alana Smith. Uh, the cover, there was always a uh, you know different variant covers and so on. But you know, as far as the the main cover to the story, 
uh, it is done by Terry and Rachel Dotson. And Bob, do you want to take the, the listeners through it? Sure. Well, you know, uh, right there, smack dab in the middle of the cover is is Bucky Barnes in his revolution uh, attire. So is it, know, it's sort of, I don't know if it's his revolution because he doesn't have the ponytail. He doesn't have the cape. Well, he doesn't have the cape, right? He, you know, like everybody learns that those boat cloaks just aren't practical. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. He's, he, you know, he doesn't, you know, his, it's just one black piece of, of, of fabric right over his, except of course for his, his robotic metallic arm, mm-hmm. which, which, which is still exposed. And then on his right shoulder, he's got the five pointed star of the mm-hmm. revolution, right? Of the outer, that was in the center of, of, of cap shield that represented mm-hmm. the outer, outer circle folks. Um, so, uh, and yeah, he's not sporting the ponytail, thank goodness anymore, but he's the man bun, the man bun, right. He's letting it wave free, but anyway, he's, he's got his left fist clenched and in his right hand, he's got a, uh, he's got a pistol and there's smoke coming out of the barrel of the pistol. And you could tell on his face that he is, he's got a combination of like, seriously, pedo, I'll pee off, peed off. Remember is it peed off? You know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he looks angry. But he looks determined as well. I'm like uh, rice peel off. What the hell are you he's talking got, he's about? Like he just got some rice peel off. It's stuck in his teeth. You know, whatever. And, and he his chest is out, and it looks like he is like he's he's loaded for bear, right? And but on uh-huh. the floor in front of him, Rick, it appears to be the torso. We see the torso of the red skull splayed out on the floor in front of him, and underneath the underneath the skull is this pool of blood. Uh, and then, of course, behind Bucky, we see uh, we see four other individuals. Now we just see the silhouette of their legs. Uh, so silhouette, he, silhouette, silhouette. It's it's a really cool cover, you know. It's 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 it is, simple, yeah. but there's a lot of emotion being conveyed by uh, by the face on Bucky and his in his body, uh, his, the way his body's you know gestured. Yep. Yep. Well done. Thank you for pointing that out but you know it says the red skull must die and there's bucky standing over it looks like a a very dead red skull right there's blood pool of blood everywhere uh so if if the solicitation is to to mean anything uh this cover sure sure seems like it of course you never know bob you never know with covers right sometimes they they trick you yeah, they you you they you might think something in the inside is this. Yeah. Now, we don't know if we're actually going to get this, but if we do, who doesn't want to see a dead red skull? Yeah, I think there's going to be some really explaining to do. You know, I mean, red skull's been around for a super long time, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully there's a good story leading up to this. So we'll explain it. Well, uh, I I have my physical copy right here. I'm going to pull this out. And uh, open up to the first page. It is not a splash page, which is tradition, you know, uh, to see a splash page when you open something up. But but this is uh, eight equally sized boxes um, because I think this was a way for Jackson and Colin to kind of um, really kind of speed through the the precursor to what got to this particular part mm, yeah. of the story. And it is. Um, essentially, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna describe the pictures, and then I'll get to the dialogue. Mm. So we have Berlin, and we see uh, a, a I don't know, Bucky Winter Soldier. Uh, can I just call him Bucky? 
that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Bucky's walking away from somebody who's laying there with a with a knife in their hand. Washington D.C. We see him walking away from an explosion where a door is coming off the hinges. In Mumbai, we see him. Uh, looks like he's helping people um, escape, and he's got. You know, he can make his arm into a shield um, and he's defending them. And Madripoor, he's in, it looks like he's in a bar and he's looks like he's killed a bunch of people. Rio de Janeiro, um, he is leaving like a, an ATM with, which got money just going everywhere. And people are just, you know, picking up the, the bills Outside Denver, it looks like we're seeing the the crash of the Outer Circle's base, right? Yeah. Um, London, uh, we see him getting on, uh, looks like, a, I, would, I don't want to say the Concorde, but something It does look like similar, the Concorde. Yeah, right? I was thinking that too. And I'm like, hmm, that don't have that anymore. So, And then Lake Como, uh, and he, which is now. And he is standing there with a, what is that? A 45 Magnum? Well, it, it, it no, it, it looks, it looks like a 45. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which is different than, than a Magnum, which would be like a 357. Uh, but oh, it's, sorry. but it's a, it's a semi-automatic pistol. It looks like a very heavy caliber uh, weapon, but you know, it looks, yep. it looks it almost, some damage. Yeah. It's the same sort of weapon that he might have carried in world war two, same caliber. So, okay. So then we hear during all of this, someone speaking. I have been watching you, Bucky Barnes. Your beautiful little revolution. So many saved from the life you led. And even more bodies left bleeding in the shadows you call home. Justice, righteousness, spectacular stuff. A century of conspiracy turned into a pile of quarantine rubble in the Rockies. Did you really think I wouldn't prepare for the day you came to get your pound of revenge from me? Because honestly, Bucky, I don't care what kind of smolder you give me with those long, beaten puppy dog eyes. And then we turn the page, and it's Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Or as we like to call her, Val. Yeah. And so uh, it, she's kind of lounging on a deck chair looking um, on a, you know, really nice resort outside in the beautiful sun um, on the coast of some sort of, looks like a Mediterranean, not Mediterranean, but, um, you know, uh, maybe off of Greece or something like that. She's in Italy, Lake Como. Oh, yeah. I kind of said that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> right. She, I think that's, that's uh, George Clooney's house right next door. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And so she, from her lounged position, is holding a, a pistol aimed at Bucky. And she goes on to say, I will put a bullet in your head and keep your fancy arm as a trophy. The Contessa Valentino Allegro de Fontaine vowed to her friends, OXE, and, and that's an acronym, OXE, is a hell of a thing. The company of a thousand shells. You know more about the secret wars of this world than even I do. But the century game is over. 
the people you built OXE to serve, they're dead or gone. Then you just wasted the last seven years of my life. And I hate wasting time. And you hear a click. Now, when I first read that click, I thought mm -hmm. it was her mm -hmm. pulling the trigger and it was like nothing was coming out. Right. But I think she's cocking it. She is. She's cocking the hammer. Yeah. But with what? Because her thumb's not moving. It's a good point. <laughs> that's that's why I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. You know, I had the like, same reaction when I read it as well. Okay. Yeah. There was no no bullet in the chamber. How would you describe the look on her face? Resigned. You know, I mean, she she doesn't look fearful. No. Um, or surprised. She just sort of looks tired. Yeah, like this is just another day in the office. Yeah, right. Yeah, been here, done that. At next page, Bucky puts his gun up in the air and both hands up in the air and he uh, unclicks his pistol, uncocks it. You misunderstand me. I'm not here for revenge or to destroy what you built. Quite the opposite, actually. See, I, I've got a new kind of mission and I want a partner. Now, at this point, she raises an eyebrow. She is a little surprised. Is this some kind of play to get me in brightly colored Kevlar? You're pouring the wrong aperitif. This is an invitation to the table, a way to use OXC for something worthy. Recruit allies, identify threat vectors, help me plan a foolproof worldwide operation to permanently stop a target we both know has been under the protection of history far, for far too long. Oh, okay. Now you can call me Val. And she lowers her gun. And she puts it on the table next to her with a some sort of... Almost looks like a iPad, but... Oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not doing, uh, we're not doing product placement there. <laughs> it almost looks like a tablet, Bob. Tablet of some sort. Yes. All options are on the table, folks, over there at... Uh... Samsung and Apple, if you're interested. Yeah. Not to say that we wouldn't do product placement, Bob. No, I mean, no, we, are, yeah. we are, we uh, are, when it comes, you know, <laughs> we're whores when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, yeah, or in a general sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Though I've got to say, it sounds a lot like a revenge scheme to me. No, this is different. Something I should have done a long time ago. This is justice, like lightning. And he smirks when he says that. So we cut to the next double page, and it's uh, it's basically the title page, right? Yeah. You want to read it, Bob? Uh, sure. Not long ago, Bucky Barnes and Steve Rogers defeated a shadowy organization that was controlling the world in secret. Bucky inherited their intel, and he intends to make the most of it. And what is the title to this issue, Bob? Thunderbolts, World Strike. Operation Skullburn. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I th I think I think this this particular issue is Operation Skullburn, and then next one will be World Strike, and it'll be Operation something else. Yeah, and the, and those operations are numbered as you see. This one is OP zero mm one. -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a dossier of some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. 
turn to the next page, and we are in Argentina. And it's late. Um, in the, up in the mountains, we see 72 hours later after Val and Bucky were t- talking, and it says, and not a moment too soon. Bob, what are we looking at here? Holy cow, Rick. It looks to be uh, there's some sort of uh, base or something. I mean, we see we see some bulldozers tearing up some logs. We see an oil derrick, but we also see a bunch of sh- uh, soldiers and, and they're all wearing Nazi swastikas. stickers. And there's a red you know, Nazi banner hanging from the entrance to whatever their uh, whatever facility they're 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 going into so uh it's very disorienting here uh it's it's modern times and yet we see nazis exactly and uh that is a little surprising you know because there have been a long time where um any anything referenced to nazi was like you know taken yeah. <laughs> uh it was uh you know taken out and um sanitized, right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost right. like let's not promote. Right. You know, it's it's let's not give them any justice of of acknowledging them, right? Right. Like, we'll slap like, a hydra patch on there instead. Yeah. And everything yeah. became hydra, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, especially during like if you think of the MCU. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Red Skull ran the Hydra, right, and and yeah. so they kind of did the same thing with the comics. But here we are looking at Nazis. That is really surprising. And by the way, if people don't know, next episode we are going to have the writers Jackson and Colin on the show. So we're going to be talking to them about all this stuff. Bob, I think we need to we need to talk to them about this. Yeah, I think definitely they 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 got to explain this to us. Yeah. So then we hear um, someone speaking off panel and the soldiers are on alert and they turn and, you know, raise their pistols and, and rifles towards the the person speaking. Hey, boys, nice, horrifying Nazi war machine and planet killing resource grab you got here. Sure would be a shame if something happened to it. And you turn the page. You know, like me. And what are we looking at, Bob? Oh my goodness. It's it's the Sharon Carta, aka modern incarnation of the destroyer with her Neganite sword. Yeah, and and her white uh Bob would probably say skin tight outfit. Well, now that you mention it, yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh and She's standing there and she's got the the destroyer kind of uh skull mask yeah. on. Uh which is a little weird seeing blonde ha- long blonde hair around it. Yeah, but not unappealing. Oh, too uh, I this totally <laughs> this totally is a mood killer for me. It is. The skull uh, mask doesn't do it for you. No. Eh, gotta, say, strokes. Yeah. gotta say. <laughs> gotta say. Um and it's a giant splash page of her. So it's a nice, um, you know, entrance, if you will. And 
the the uh, the Nazi soldiers, because I'm not even going to say German soldiers, because we don't know if they're German, right? Yeah, they could be anything. Right. So we're going to say Nazi soldiers, and we see the holy bleep. It's the bleeping destroyer. Run! Oh, you know my name. That's nice. But bad news, cosplay gobbles. It's way too late for you to be doing anything but burn. And she takes that... Uh, was it was it Naganite? A Naganite, yeah. Naganite, Naganite, uh, sword, and she puts it into the ground and makes it explode. In the name of the master, fire everything! And they start like ripping at her with uh, looks like Uzis, and um, but we also see Hydra here, which is ironic. What don't you think? Because that's like the, the Uzi was manufactured. Did originally you just by... Alanis Morissette me? I did. I did. Uzis were originally developed by the Israeli Defense Forces. Oh, there's some irony, right? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> I really do. Uh, so she's diving into the shadows. Man, are you going to regret that? See, I made a promise. Never again would the Nazi crack the whip. Not as long as the mighty destroyer lived. And then she comes out. And they're firing it, and she takes the bullets into the sword and sends it back to them in an explosion. And sadly for you, I am very much alive. And I have a bat of pure explosive neganite. What do you guys have? Super pure blood, right? Well, I showed you mine. How about you show me yours? I like that line. That's a good line. Yeah. That's right? a good line. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Super pure blood. Show yeah. me yours. I like that. Sharon Carter. Nice moves. Bucky Barnes. Nice intel. What's next? And then the the mask kind of dissolves around her, just leaving kind of like a, a perimeter around her face. It's really better if I show you. And coming out of shadows is Bucky and Val. How would you describe what Val's wearing this time? You know, Val has a very similar uh, uniform on his Sharon, except hers is all black. And of mm -hmm. course she's got the, uh, you know, she's got, she's got the belt and the, the, uh, the hip holster and there's a strap around her thigh that also secures the holster. So it doesn't shift around. It's, you know, it has, it's reminiscent of, of the shield uniform, but uh, mm -hmm. it appears to be, you know, a little fancied up. It's got a nice high collar. It's a, uh, you know, as you might expect for Val, a little more uh, fashionable. Spoiler alert. It's basically more of that, except even more satisfying. I'm glad you came. Can't imagine Steve approves. Yeah, I didn't exactly advertise our shadowy unknown mission to my extremely sensitive superhero boyfriend. Especially since you've taken up with former Miss Madam Hydro over here. Be nice. Val's trying something new. All right, let's unpack that. Okay. Right? Uh, what? Steve is being left in the dark with Bucky and Val. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, Bob? I just don't know if he'd approve, you know? Uh, they uh, they seem to be on a mission of destruction. And uh, that's not what Steve's all about, you know? Steve's about apprehension, if possible. It's all about and destruction. You can count Steve out. You can count Steve out, you know, only in you know it's going to be what all right. 
<laughs> oh, is that a revolution reference? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, and I mean, I think they're going to have to seek some therapy over their communication. But and what's I, this reference to former Miss Madam Hydra, Bob? Yeah, I mean, there was a time when when Val uh, took the place as Madam Hydra and, and ended up, I think, killing Viper. Right. Right. And that was in uh, Steve Rogers' Cap America. That was the Hydra yeah. Cap. Yeah. Um, I mean, she had her reasons, of course. Um, her own way of doing things, I think, trying to, to try to, to bring down the house. But, uh, but it caused some consternation, for sure, with Nick. Speaking of which, weren't we supposed to have a fourth? He'll join us on the way. That's ominous. First time he's ever been called that, trust me. And here I thought Nick Fury was cagey. Sorry, but every element of this op is deliberately planned. Compartmentalization is key. Our target has contingencies on contingencies. Every attempt to neutralize them over the last 80 years has failed, including my own, and especially Steve's. He spends every waking day broadcasting hate and murder across the globe. He's protected by international law. By decency, he'd never show anyone else. By the assumption that no one could ever burn him down where he lives. But no one, no one exists outside our purview. I'm done playing by the rigged rules of an unjust world. Holy bleep, you're actually going to do it. For the last damn time. In the name of the millions who've died by his hand, his order, and his vile ideas. Tonight, the Red Skull must die. We turn the page, and it's a gigantic splash of the three of them on a cliff in the middle of the night looking down on a castle on the edge of the of the uh, the ocean, I'm assuming. Yeah, it looks like they're on a shoreline of some sort. Yeah. Told you you'd like it. Yeah, when you're right, you're damn right. Ugly little castle, huh? For an ugly little man. Look, you both know that I love bleep talking a Nazi, but that whirring sound? That's a Gatling warming, warming up on the roof. Good. Let them come. Master men, this is what we were made for. Protect the Fuhrer with your blinding glory. Remember that while your power as Aryans come from God, what you are belongs to... The skull. Who's talking, Bob? There's there's three guys coming out of the castle. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these look to be sort of. Uh, if you imagine that uh, uh, the master man had a backup band, or uh, that's what these <laughs> three guys are. They look <laughs> so. Uh, you know, they all have. It's sort of weird. One of them has a, a red jersey. Uh, and the other two uh, have have blue ones, but they all have swastikers on them, and they all look slightly different. But apparently, they are sort of variants of the original Master Man. And then Bucky Bucky puts his shield up, you know, from his arm. Eighty years of that line, it still makes me throw up in my mouth a little. You know, there's a cure for that, and it rhymes with. And she throws her Neganite sword into the castle where the Gatling cannon was and it goes boom 
and uh, Bucky starts firing his machine gun at the uh, the three men. Explosive ordinance. So you've met our kind before and think yourself prepared. Good. I love watching Hope die. And he catches the bullet and he throws it. Um, and it hits. Val in the chest knocks her back with a little explosion from the bullet. Val. Yes. Scream your pain to the night. Let me see the tears as you realize your own inferiority. Let me watch the great Contessa finally die for her thousand betrayals. And he jumps on top of her, the one with the red jersey, and puts his hands around her throat to choke her. The skull still speaks about you as his greatest failure. Really? Then he probably should have also mentioned that the original Contessa Allegro de Fontaine died eight years ago in a Russian gulag. I am a perfect backup of her mind installed in a next-generation life model decoy on the orders of the former gods of the 20th century. And you know what that means? I'm bleeping bulletproof, and you're extremely dead. Bob, what the heck is happening what? right now? <laughs> There's so much uh, going on in these uh, three panels here at the bottom of this page, Rick. That Please uh, do describe. Oh, my God. So, you know, when he first jumps on her and he's got his hands around her neck, she looks almost timid and afraid, right? Uh, but then her eyes start to glow a little red when she makes this revelation that she's, in fact, a modern life model decoy. And then her face splits in half and a mini cannon emerges, uh, pointing straight at this master man's face. And the look on his face is priceless. It's temporary, <laughs> but it's priceless. <laughs> exactly. Next page, Kabaloui. Uh, the 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 face cannon uh, takes him out, and all Bucky and Sharon can do is just stand there dumbfounded. And then Val's face closes back, and she says, "Surprise! Now keep up. We've got a castle to storm." And Bucky looks at at Sharon. I did not know about that. I like her much better this way. But if there's one thing I've learned from Aunt Peggy, respect is a very different thing than trust. And so they go into the castle and it's a uh, dark, creepy, red lighting. And next time we make a run on one of the world's premier supervillains, maybe we don't blow our cover quite so early. We're making a statement. No use in whispering. Is that? music wagner it's always got to be wagner bob uh you know any wagner tunes oh yeah well i can't you know i, I don't know if i could hum them but uh sure you can you, go ahead right now uh no i, I don't I, can't, I don't have the tune in my head but yeah I, you know like my favorite movie of all time excalibur Right? Ooh, Martin Norman yeah. and all that, you know, uh, that fabulous movie. King Arthur movie uses mm -hmm. a lot of Wagner, Wagner, uh, you know, uh, compositions. So. Oh, I said Wagner. It's Wagner. It's Wagner. Yeah, but, German. you know, it yeah. was very, very big in Nazi Germany. You know, it was like the mm -hmm. soundtrack for. for it's very Nazi. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good stuff, though. No one does creepy quite like Schmidt. No matter how many times we've Steve's fought him, I've never managed to shake the goosebumps. 
That's exactly why we're here. Discrediting him only makes him stronger. Killing him only spawns another. But what we're starting today, it's going to end his evil once and for all. Big talk. Don't pull your punches when the time comes, hero. Intel says his broadcast studio is just ahead. Guy's basically a walking podcast these days. So all we got to do is crash his show. Competition, Rick. Hmm. Yeah, but are they in 113 countries? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably yeah. twice that. Yeah. Probably five times that. Damn, you Red Skull. You're going to let that go? <laughs> five times that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an expert in the UN, so I don't okay. know. Oh, is that all, my beloved Contessa? Then, well then, by all means. And a floodlight comes on the three of them. And Bucky and Sharon have to hide their eyes, but the LMD doesn't. She just stares ahead. Now we turn the page and it is a double page splash. Bob, what's a double page splash? That is two pages splashed over with uh, art. Well, what's a splash page? A splash page is it's generally one one singular page of, right. of the comic, right? And right. the art so, takes up the entire page. So this is a double one. So it's basically one gigantic image. Now there's three small panels on the far far right, but still it's a it's a gigantic image. And uh, we have a hologram of a gigantic red skull, four stories tall, and then we have oh I don't know dozens of uh, Nazis there with cannons um, pointed at the three of them. Yeah. And these aren't the Uzis like no. the, the guys outside were using, right? These look like Hydra weapons. Yeah. So Sharon turns to Val and says, You bleep. You walked us right into a trap. Did I? Huh. I hadn't noticed. Too busy luring them into one, I guess. Silly me. Wait, what? Hold, Destroyer, and watch the skies. And we turn the next page, and somebody is coming out. I wouldn't say parachuting, right? Because they're they're diving out of a, a plane over top of the castle. And this person holds a shield in front of them with a big white star in the middle, but it's, it's everything else is in shadow. And he crashes through, and Bucky says, right on time. And then as the the character comes down with the shield, Bucky punches it in the middle, which is seems like something that was planned. And it creates this uh, reverberation that just goes out and uh, knocks a lot of the soldiers down. Yeah, like a big and, sonic wave or something. And... Sharon uh, says, Steve, we turn the page. It ain't Steve. It's a big, gigantic splash of <gasps> it's the Red Guardian. Hey, it's almost like we knew he was going to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but we didn't know when. So it's almost like I feel like I got to do like an editor's note, like you see in a comic book, right? Editor's note. For those who want to see the introduction of the Red Guardian in Avengers 43 and 44 from 1967, see episode 166 just two weeks ago. 
How would you describe this Red Guardian? Well, he's he's big and he's burly, and uh, you know he's got. Uh, it's I, I don't know. If, have we seen this Red Guardian costume before? I, I don't recall. Um, it's a little bit of a variation on on you know the traditional one. This one's red and black, so uh, it's it's uh, it's probably equally red and black. Uh, parts red, a little bit of black up around the upper torso, down the center of his torso, on the outside of his of his red pants. He's got red. He's got black gauntlets. He's got. A, he looks to have uh, in, in this image anyway. Uh, it looks like his his helmet is a little bit of red and black with uh, what's that that crest down the center of it called Rick a fin a fin, almost like a fin yeah uh, and he's got uh, he's got the white star on his chest but he's got a red star on his shoulder and of course he's got the red shield with the with the um, the white star and he's sporting a serious uh, beard it's bushy it's bushy it's a bushy beard it's a bushy beard. And he says, yet even better. Red Guardian, meet the new destroyer. Got a feeling this would be a real enemies to friends arc for you both. He's the backup? Who's next? Botrock the bleeping leaper? <laughs> That's a funny line. Because at this point, uh, you know, Red Guardian's not exactly an ally. True. If there is backup here, it is all of you. This operation is mine. Is it? Who exactly told you about this op, Alexi? You know her as the White Widow. She knows and respects my mission to destroy the roots of fascism that now strangle my beautiful homeland. Oh, you mean Yelena? We love her. In fact, she's been on our payroll as of last week. What a coincidence. Hmm. Indeed. And and during all this, they're they're taking out soldiers. Tell me then, was this all some capitalist con? Has the mission changed? Not in the least. The Red Skull is behind that door, and he won't be leaving. Then neither will Alexei Shostakov. Well then, Guardian, welcome. To the Thunderbolts. And the two of them knock down this double steel door. James, for a man who has done so much to help me, you only had to knock. And we turn the page, and it is a eh, two thirds splash page of the Red Skull in person, no longer a hologram. What's he wearing? Oh, now he's looking good, right? He's got, looks like he's got, you know, black pants on, a nice black, uh, is that a turtleneck? No, it can't be. It's a sweat. It looks like a, maybe a black cardigan with a, a black shirt, collared shirt under it. And a, a, dickie. And a Yeah, a dickie and a black, uh, a black, uh, you know, dress jacket. So uh, he's looking pretty sharp, sharp dressed man. Indeed. And he's, um, you're leaving out two important things that are in his hands. Yes, indeed. In his right hand, he appears to be, uh, what is that, a mace of some sort? But instead of the normal chain connected to the ball with all the spikes on it, it looks mm -hmm. to be a chain of electricity. Mm -hmm. And in his left hand, he has <laughs> he has a very Kirby-esque weapon mm -hmm. that appears to have uh, several 
barrels uh, of different sizes, all glowing red. So he's speaking and he's by himself in this control room. After all, you destroyed those fools in the outer circle, the greatest bulwark against my inevitable rise. And what's more, they were hoarding so many delicious resources that I was uh, oh so happy to take. And now, likewise, I will take your lives. And he he throws swinging down that mace that you spoke of, which is a very large ball with uh, spikes, and it really like destroys the floor that they're they're all standing on. It makes a loud noise, Bob. And then he fires his weapon at the Red Guardian, who uses his shield. Lucan, you were a stain on the KGB, even before you wore that degenerate mask. Lucan is dead, you Soviet fool. I ate him from the inside until only my glory was left. And Carter, wearing the name of men I crushed on countless occasions. Brian and Roger say hello, dirtbag. And so they're all, um, you know, defending themselves and evading the weapons in, in the Red Skull's hands. Val, heads up. You, need, you might need to work quicker. Micromanagement isn't a good look, Barnes, especially this early in our relationship. Deal with the threat. I'll get what we came here for. You'll get to nothing! James kicks the soldier in the face. You as broken as your union. And he hits Red Guardian, connects with the mace. And you, and then that uh, electricity chain that you were talking about wraps around the uh, Sharon and pulls her closer. If you want to wear a skull so badly, I can help you do it more honestly. But Bucky intervenes and comes up and hits him with his metallic arm. That's enough cruelty. Barnes, catch! The Red Guardian tosses a shield, which he uses uh, to defend himself against the mace. Do you think this is some kind of redemption? Heroism? It has cowardice. Admit the truth. You know how powerful hate is. And you know, you know that it will always win. Yeah, well, I got friends now. And we're trying something new. And he takes the shield, knocks the weapons out of his hand. And then he comes and he gives him an uppercut and punches him with his metal arm. But the Red Skull has another trick up his sleeve. And he starts to the little spikes that were in the mace. He sends them flying, almost like rockets, at everybody there's I nothing new I, I didn't see that coming little explosive rockets coming out of his electric mace no no i didn't see that one coming at all i seem to recall as a kid something like that happening before yeah. but i can't place it hmm. yeah there's nothing new under the sun there's only the eternal battle between history and the unquenchable hate of the red skull of which I will always be the final victor. 
more like the final out. And uh, Sharon, Destroyer, uh, uses her Naganite uh, sword to knock those three little missiles out of the air. All right, I've got the transfer data. We can finish this. Oof, and she throws, she jumps as there was an explosion behind her, Bob. Crash! Castle Red Skull, hear my command. Contingency compromised. Operation protocol, Chrono 7-2. But just as he was giving the order, the Red Guardian takes him and throws him up into the air over to Bucky, who punches him and slams him to the ground. You said it yourself, Skull. Revolution is a killer. So let him work. And as Bucky's got him down, he pulls the Red Skull mask off. That's something we normally see. Yeah, right. Yeah, not for a long time. This is so familiar. And as the Red Skull is revealed to be Lucan. The body of Lucan. Anyway. The body, anyway, yes. And he's on his back, and Bucky's standing over him with his left boot holding him down on the chest. And it looks like his left arm is broken. The way it's... Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, yeah hanging there. Lucan once ordered you to kill me, which only brought about my inevitable rise. Do you think this will be any different? You have always been a puppet to me, to the circle, even to Steve Rogers. Though perhaps you enjoy having his hand up your... And before he can finish that, Bucky cocks his gun. One last shot. Just for me, I see you, my winter soldier. Next page, we get to those nine equally sized blocks. Um, to kind of go back and forth and see the expressions between the two. And Bucky takes off his domino mask. I want you to know, everything you've built, we're going to burn it to ash. And when you do come back, whatever meat suit you decide to ride into your next Fourth Reich, know this. And he points the gun in his face. This isn't the last shot in our war, Red Skull. It's the first. Next page, we can't see the face of the Red Skull, but Bucky obviously shot him in the head. And Sharon reacts, let me be the first to say, bleep fascist and bleep that guy. Amen. I got it all, by the way. The Skull's entire network, tip to tell. Then there's only one thing left to do. I brought the vodka as requested. To what do we toast? The dead? The living who will now see justice? Oh, this isn't for drinking. And he takes the bottle. Ah, that works too. And Bucky lights the bottle of vodka and tosses it at the, the, the Nazi banners. Next page. One gigantic splash. What is it, Bob? It's it's the band. It's the band walking away from Castle Red Skull with explosions and 
fire and smoke and destruction uh, raging behind them. Uh, and uh, we see we see Sharon with her destroyer mask on and her glowing Neganite sword. We got the Red Guardian on the other flank holding his uh, shield high. We see Vale behind uh, Bucky and, and Bucky is, is leading all four of them as they stro uh, I should say stride away from, uh, from the destruction. Indeed. It is like uh, any good action flick, you know, where they're walking away with yeah. their backs to the burning. Not ground. looking back. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They know they did it. They don't got to look back. Last page. We have six panels, and we're in a dark, dark, dark uh, room with uh, computer monitors and just computers. Um, what do you call those? Uh, mainframes, right? right? Yeah, mainframe computers, right? And you yeah. hear the you hear the mainframes, right? You hear the whir, click whir, you hear, they're yeah, all working. These are old ones. Yeah. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me of that scene in, uh, was it Civil War? No, it was uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter you know? Soldier, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. when he, he it goes, does remind you of that, yeah. Yeah, he goes back and he, he finds Arnhem. And we see a man sitting crisscross applesauce. <laughs> um, although, you know, a guy like the Red Skull would say it's Indian style. <laughs> yes he would yeah and uh he's sitting there and uh and there's like there's like a treasure chest and and piles of gold and jewelry and art uh looks like you know his fortunes that he's taken over the decades and it is the red skull 80 years 80 long years in the dark Time has never moved faster or been so unjust to one so noble. This world has forgotten the terror of the skull. It has for too long bowed to a pretender, an echo, a mask. They think they can end me, but they will finally learn to understand. I am the end. Next, Operation red money and bob i'm just going to read this because i i think if listen li listeners uh if you haven't picked up thunderbolts number one pick it up because we can't do the art justice uh and number two you're going to want to get this before you know the story just it kick ass right so next issue when Contessa Valentina Allegro de Fontaine gets word that Kingpin will be overseeing the transfer of the Red Skull's fortune at the notorious Hellfire Club, Bucky Barnes enlists the aid of his favorite masters of infiltration, a symbiote-equipped Black Widow, and a dress-to-impress Yelena Belova, a.k.a. the White Widow. But to rob the Red Skull of his ill-gotten gains, they'll have to go through Wilson Fisk. And that didn't go too well for Bucky last time. Very cool. Uh, can't wait to read number two. Bob, thoughts on uh, this version of the Thunderbolts? This is pretty good, Rick. This is this was a fast-moving, uh, exciting, punch-heavy story, uh, and and it's left me with a lot of questions. 
Well, it's a good thing we're going to have the writers here next, next episode. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to ask them a bunch of stuff. I hope they're forthcoming. I know. Yeah, I got a lot of questions as well. Um, I mean, I I I like this version of the Thunderbolts. It's a it's a black ops, and it is going. I mean, it, you know, they're not reacting. They are bringing the battle to the bad guys and looking to take them out. Yeah, once and for all. And you know, it's nice to see Red Skull killed. Uh, at least you know, Lucan the body is killed, but you know, the, the soul, the inside of the Red Skull is is there and uh you know sort of like an arnim zola i think he just goes to another or emperor palpatine you know he just goes to some other clone of some sort um but bucky knows that yeah and he's like so now i got to go take out his assets yeah but there's something crazy going on this last page rick i, I don't know what to make of this you know i mean I mean, there's a there's a suggestion here that this Red Skull is the one that has been, you know, hibernating since since World War II, since his showdown with with uh, with Cap. You know, it does uh, suggest that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it'd be interesting to to learn more about this. Um, you know, Jackson and Colin, when we had them on originally, um, and if you guys want to get prepped for for this i i highly recommend go go check out our previous conversations because uh, they've been on the show twice um once at the beginning of central liberty and so that was episode 91 and then they came back again uh to to, to kick off the uh cold war uh so that was in episode 121 so uh and here they are again almost a, a year later coming back um and we're going to talk to them not just about thunderbolts we're going to talk about about the end of sentinel liberty um what happened how did they feel about you know um not being able to write that story anymore and how do they convince uh lana smith and marvel to to allow them to take these characters and put them into thunderbolts and um all kinds of questions all kinds of questions i can't wait yeah. to talk with them about that yeah. but um way back in episode 91 they said, you know, we're not going to go and do Red Skull story in Sentinel Liberty. Uh, you know, at some point we, we have a Red Skull story we want to get to. Well, here we are. Here we are. We got to it. Yeah. Right into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bob, uh, you go first. Do you have a favorite panel from this issue? Ooh, do I have a favorite panel? Uh, let me see here. Where are my notes? That was my shopping list. Hold on a second. Oh, what's there, on the shopping list? There's my uh, uh, bananas. B -A -N -A -N -A -S. All right. Um, you know, I, there's so many good ones. You know, you, you, you nailed it. Borges's art is, uh, is gorgeous. They should just mm -hmm. call them gorgeous, not Borges. <laughs> uh, I think that would be apropos. But uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, page two, Rick. Uh, oh, okay. I, I know it's 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 a it's an unconventional choice for me. Oh yeah. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I love that top panel. Of I bet Bucky you do. And Val pointing the guns at each other as she's lounging on a deck chair at this uh, Lake Como resort with her fruit bowl next to her and her mm -hmm. her her uh, umbrella drink. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I gotta say, she's, she's a, she's a well-endowed, she's an attractive woman. 
That's what I meant to say. Uh -huh. She's an attractive <laughs> woman with a lovely hat. And and I just I love the detail in this. I mean, the, the art of this in this issue is just phenomenal. Every mm -hmm. panel is well drawn and detailed and gorgeous. Uh, but just just the background here uh, looks amazing, uh, and the foreground is you know is pretty awesome as well. So I I love this panel. Um, so Bob, don't say? you mean that she's a very uh, attractive LMD? Yes, that's He's a right. Freaking robot. Bob. I know. Yeah, that's that's. All. I gotta talk to uh, you know Jackson and Colin about that because that sort of caught me blindsided. You know, I like Val. Uh, yeah, we totally have to ask about that. Yeah, uh, you know what's up with that? Last time we saw Val was like in Secret Warriors. I don't know, 27, 20, 27. She got arrested. She was heading off to to prison for whole, the whole Leviathan thing, and and we knew that in in, in Secret Warriors twenty eight. I think Nick was going off to to try to break her out, and that's the last we heard of her. Now, I, now we hear she she died there, and she's an LMD. Come on, there's got to be more to this story. Yeah, let's find that out next week. What about you, Rick? What the what panel jumps out at you? I'm going to go with page nine, which is the one where they are looking down on the castle. Mm, yeah, that's a, it. Just really hit me when I saw that. I mean, first of all. It's a really detailed castle. Yeah. Um, lots of cool, you know, uh, nooks and crannies. You know, you get to see the brick and the layout and the steps. And it's just this really detailed castle. And yeah. then the fact that there are three of them looking down on it. And then you see the water rippling and the moonlight hitting the, the ripples of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um and then let's not skip on the details. There's there's brush and, and grass along the side of the cliff. Uh, there's a tree branch there. Um, and, you know, the three of them are standing looking down on it. And there's a, there's some um, symbolism there, right, of looking down on the red skull. Yeah, good point. You know? Yeah. Um, so it just I, I don't know. Yeah. I really I really like that panel. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice. It's a it's a gore, another gorgeous you know splash page by by gorgeous. Yeah, uh, yeah, kudos to Geraldo on that. Do you uh, do you have a you have anything you want to put on a t shirt? I do, Bob. I mean, how can you not? Page twenty nine. How can you not have? the explosion and, and the four of them mm. walking away yeah you know uh, like a 90s um action you know flick, right action yeah. flick totally yeah. right I, it definitely could be stallone and schwarzenegger and avandam and uh you well know. you know there's two guys two girls okay fair enough yeah put a slap a wig on stallone i don't care you don't <laughs> my age i can't be choosy <laughs> uh yeah and that, that would look cool on a t-shirt wouldn't it it would look cool yeah right it would. especially because yeah. you know that that's red skull's castle being burned to the ground yeah that makes it even that much better yes indeed how about you bob what is right. what is t-shirt worthy for you top panel page 24 the red skull has just slugged the uh, the red guardian has just slugged red skull and the, the skull is flying toward the reader and the Red Skull says, you said it yourself, Skull. Revolution is a killer. Mm. I'm going to go with that one. This okay. a pithy little phrase, a little catchphrase. Revolution is a killer. And just the, you know, the look on the Skull's face as he's getting walloped is priceless. I like it. 
I, I like it. Who who doesn't want to see uh, a defeated Red Skull on a T-shirt? I'm currently wearing. Yeah. Nice. Nice. My Red Skull T-shirt in honor of today's episode. It's a beautiful shirt. Thank you. My daughter got it for me for Christmas a few years ago. Nice. All right, Bob. What's going in your time capsule? Ooh, I really wrestled with this one, Rick. I really did. I uh-huh. really did. You mm-hmm. know, I look. I like to look for like little things that jump out at me that uh, strike me as interesting. And so I'm. I went with uh, on page. Oh uh, gosh, what page was it? Oh my goodness! Where's, oh, here it is. On page twenty-seven. Mm-mm. Don't you do it? I'm doing it. Page twenty-seven. Yeah. What is it? Bucky opens up his Zippo lighter to light the vodka on fire. Okay. Is that page 27? 28. Okay. 20, 28. Right, 28. 28. Mm-hmm. Light, opens up his Zippo lighter. Uh-huh. And I thought, man, I love that. Right? Uh, Rick, are you, you like to play of, with fire? Are you a Zippo lighter fan? Do you know? Do you I know don't his? smoke, Bob, so I wouldn't know. I got interested in them when I was living in Vietnam because they were really popular with the American troops during the Vietnam war. Uh, and, you know, they used to make them with the crests of the units. They're, they're collector's items. They, they go for a lot of money now. And if you oh, go really? to Vietnam and like people try to sell you stuff all the time in Vietnam, and mm-hmm. there's lots of fake antique stores, you can get by like fake uh, f- French coins uh, that look like silver. They look like the coins that the French used during the colonial times. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not real, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also tons of fake Zippo lighters as well. But the thing is, the Zippo lighters were first invented in 1932. First production model came out in 1933. Mm-hmm. But here, you know, the interesting thing, when, when Zippo lighters first came out, they used this, this liquid fuel called uh, Nepantha. Right. It was like a petroleum, like, like kerosene. It wasn't until the 1950s, Rick, that they went to butane. But here's the thing. This is where it's going to get relevant, right? Because please, please make it relevant. The Zippo lighters became really popular during World War II. And in fact, Zippo stopped making lighters for the the, uh, civilian market, like commercial. They only made them for the military. Uh, that's how popular they were. And in fact, Ernie Pyle, you know, Ernie Pyle, right? The wartime correspondent. He once said uh, that- Is that Gomer's cousin? It was Gomer's cousin. Yeah. Except he, he wrote all the articles for like Stars and Stripes. Very important, well-known war. He said that Zippo lighters were like the most important weapon in the wartime effort because so many soldiers relied upon them. So I got to think Bucky in World War II had a Zippo lighter. And I got to think, is this a Zippo lighter? Like he's carried all these years? Like, okay. Like, who, who uses those? And now they have all those fancy ones. They got like jet flames that are blue coming out of them. They're all like, you know, high end, like butane fans. And this is, but the one he has looks like a, an authentic Zippo lighter. And I'm wondering, like, did he carry this? Like when he was a kid in World War II. Uh, and so for that reason, I, I, I saw that and I thought, yeah, that's going to be my time capsule because people don't carry like the Zippos anymore. They, they have the fancy new ones now, but those Zippos, lifetime guarantee, Rick, you buy one, lifetime guarantee. What's one, what's one go for new? 
Um, you know, you can get them. They're not expensive. You get a new one for like 20, 25 bucks. I mean, they, 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 they have fancy ones, obviously they go for much more than that. And you can get antique ones, you know, vintage ones, but you know, there's a whole, uh, you know, culture, subculture that collects Zippo lighters. It's, it's really interesting. And, and there's lots of cap ones. They're not like from the company, but they're custom ones that you can mm -hmm. find. So. All right. Now that would have been cool if he'd had a Captain America Zippo lighter. It's almost like a Spider-Man ashtray. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. So how about you, Rick? What do you have in your time caps? Well, mine's not going to be nearly as interesting or, or intricate or as detailed as yours, Bob. Or uh, uh, synonyms for long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mine's the page before. Uh, okay. Mine's the page before. Yeah. Uh, because Bucky killed Red Skull. Yeah. Microphone yeah. drop. Yeah. That That's very much... Um, a it's momentous mo monumental it's monumental and so i um i think that goes into a time capsule i mean right. uh, you know if you want to look back on this day right yeah yeah that you know is is a period of time in december of 2023 um this is a big deal yeah and I'm, probably, I'm putting in my time capsule you're gonna look like in in, in like 2043 you're gonna look back. i remember Mm -hmm. 20 years ago when red skull died oh that's so cute you think i'm gonna be around now <laughs> that's cute yeah uh all right all right good stuff thanks mm -hmm. uh bob for for uh go, helping me go through thunderbolts number one i can't wait to talk to jackson and colin next week yeah um you know what else i can't wait to do bob is two episodes from now episode 170 we are kicking off our long tail story our first long tail story of 2024 uh voted by our listeners and that is streets of poison a six-part story from 1990 where cap gets um under the influence of drugs, because this was a big story in the day of of drugs in America and just say no. And uh, there's this there's this um, drug on the streets called ice and cap accidentally uh, becomes under the influence. And he does a whole bunch of things out of character. And there's all kinds of guest stars. You've got daredevil and black widow and diamondback and then you have villains like bullseye and kingpin and red skull and uh it's uh it's a who's who of uh of characters in in that time period of uh, 1990 so done by mark grunwald and pencil by ron Lim. so uh looking forward to to kicking that off with you bob yeah indeed you know streets of point sounds like an early bon jovi album yeah <laughs> oh, I was hoping there was more to that. No, that's it. That's it. You, All uh, right. It's either it's feast or famine with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's it for this episode, Bob. And as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. It has. I can't wait till next week. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast.
you got the uh, the lyrics up? I do. I do. You want to do this? Like I need. Hold on. I do. I have some. I, I need lip balm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I got a little All karaoke right. thing going on here, so hopefully you won't hear it. Oh, you have like the music in the background. Yeah. All right. Do it. Otherwise, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to hold a tune in my head. You know what? Here's the funny thing is. Yeah. Is that I think because. You know, there's probably some lapse time between us. Like we probably aren't going to be able to do it at this. We're, we're going to, I know. and our ears, we're doing it at the same time, but it right. may not show up that way on the right. recording. Yeah. All right. Well then uh, you start and I'll <clears> follow <throat> your lead. <clears throat> All right. Here it goes. Let me just back it up a little bit. That's what she said. Is this the, the real life? <laughs> is this, is this just, just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, escape, escape from, from reality. reality. <laughs> <laughs> Open, Open your eyes, <laughs> look up, up to, to the, the skies, skies and see. I'm, I'm just a Poor boy, I, I need no sympathy, cause I'm easy come, little high, little low, any way the wind blows, doesn't really matter, oh god this is bad. <laughs> this is not gonna work. No. <laughs> I'm putting a, I'm putting a, I'm putting the, uh, the knife in that one. Right? Oh, can we get to the, get to the good part? <clears throat> All right, hold on. All right, here we go. Good part. I see a little silhouette of a man. Let's get to that. Oh, what happened to? It like stopped singing. Oh, that was us. Here we go. Mama. Oh, we're starting. Let's kill the land. Put a, Put a gun, gun against, against his head. Pull my trigger now he's dead. Mama, life had just begun. But now I'm gone and thrown it all away. Mama, didn't mean to make you cry. I'm not, not back, back again, again this time tomorrow. Carry on, carry on, carry on as if nothing, nothing really matters. Oh boy. Too late. Too late. My, My time, time has come. come. Send shivers down, down my spine. spine. Body's aching all the time. Goodbye, everybody. I've got to go. Gotta leave you behind and face the truth. Mama. song at all 
Here we go. Yeah. Long interlude. All right, I can always cut this out. There it goes. I see a little silhouette of a man, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, who do the Fandango, Thunderbolt and Lightning, very, very frightening me, Galileo, 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 Magnifico, just a poor boy, nobody loves me, he's just a poor boy from a poor family, spare him this life from this monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you Bismillah. let me go? No, we will not let you go. <laughs> oh, it just failed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Dora. Oh, you have to cut that part. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I scared my cat. <laughs> Your cat? Yeah, the cat. I think we just lost four patrons. Yeah. <laughs>